to the process podcast episode 505 as uh you may have realized the ending to episode 504 is not how we typically wrap things up and that's because zach and i went long Uh, we talked a lot longer than we ever anticipated in doing for kind of the shorter shows that we're doing now so we decided to take the big hour and a half ish episode and split it up into two parts and that's what you're listening here to today is part two of the of the conversation the continuation of monday's conversation um, finding fulfillment outside of work Uh, so relax sit back and enjoy And that's like a, a frustrating thing. Um, I'm just making some notes here to like try and clarify my brain. Thoughts. Yeah, it's tough though, right? Because like you, you, it's it's not like it's easy. Like, oh my god, I realized I can do this. Well, let me just start making stuff and making money. It's like no, it, it doesn't it doesn't. It's work not how it's not gonna work like that. Yeah. Um, but the possibility is there. And possibilities there. You see other people doing stuff, and you're like, "Well, it's, there's okay. This is, there is a market. There is a possibility. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee with anything. But like, you know, there's got there's got to be something to do that's a bit different from just like the regular bullshit everyone says, where it's like, you know, do commissions or start yeah. an Etsy shop or you know, post this or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, where everyone makes it sound like it's super easy to just start making money. And my biggest, like the thing that I hate the most is the people that are like, Oh, just do drop shipping. Cause that's like, it takes no, it takes zero talent to do drop shipping. And I don't care if you are a drop shipper, but you cannot convince me that that is, that that takes. No. And most people may take, may take skill. Cause like, you've got to learn how to, use the numbers and it's but it's acquired skills that are finite ultimately yeah is the way that i see it but it's also a lot of people that do on youtube are also like not scamming but kind of scamming like that they're saying like oh this is how easy it is blah blah blah. and it's like they're just fudging numbers to make it look like they're way more successful than they are yeah there's sure there's people that make a lot of money on it but no and I totally agree. And I'm going to like, I've got definitely got strong thoughts and opinions on that. And none that are like super controversial, <laughs> I don't think. Um, and it's like, but like if everyone, if, if it was so easy, everyone would be doing it. Yeah, exactly. And it's not. No one is. Ver- yeah. Not no one, but few people are. Yeah. You know, like to, to bring up the point of like, unused skills or skills that you spend the time to acquire and to learn and then actually using them when i it was september like september 2018 when i really started to get interested in videos and podcasts and stuff and for me that was like the birth of the interest in that medium whereas before i had i did not pay it any mind like that summer tried to listen to podcasts it didn't stick Hmm. Didn't really watch much YouTube before that. It was just not entertaining. 
But for whatever reason, I watched some videos and something like that and heard some podcasts and it did click. And that ultimately led to me going to Australia through that whole thing. And in being there, you know, like working with Tommy and Josh and Mason and all the other people that I was surrounded with, which like those people are like in my network now to say it, whether that's through LinkedIn or social media, they're like, we had an impact on each other at some point in time. You know, they had an impact on me and I was just the Canadian kid that they all got to meet and could say they had yeah. international friends. Um, but in like being around them almost every single day for four months, picked up on a lot of the habits that they were doing and a lot of the things that they would do outside of work. And, you know, Tommy would take his kid to the skate park and like, take videos of his kid and make it make a video of his kid and put it on YouTube. And eventually, like when I got back, I didn't do a whole lot of editing when I was there because I was learning it and didn't want to basically fuck up a client project that some that we were being paid money to do, which is understandable. But I made a video like shot, wrote, shot and edited and exported the video for Catherine in like my final three days there. And that was, for me, it was like the first time where I had like made my own video in like an editing program software thing. And when I came back, I'm like, I don't want to lose that skill. I don't want to forget that because it was a very foundational experience and it's a skill that I am very proud to have. And like, I've just learned it organically. I'm not saying I know the, the right or the wrong way to do it, but came back and basically up until even in COVID a little bit for those like eight months that would have been the full school year, tried to make videos. And I think it was like one every two months or something like that. And they were longer, like seven to eight day minutes. But mm. like a group of us went to mono cliffs for the day and I made a video about that. Olive and I went to Alora the day that uh, Kobe Bryant died. And we made a video oh. about going to Alora, not the day that Kobe, right. not Kobe Bryant, obviously. I like shot and made a video about that because it was fun. Um, I even did some in, uh, I called them little adventures because they were like short two minute videos. I like some of it was on my phone. Some of it was from a camera and put it in uh, and like put it on IGTV. And I think I did more. I started, I filmed the painting stuff. I made the video of the Redback model. Um that was all me like practicing and exercising those skills. And that wasn't turning into anything for me at that time, but it was, for me, it was important just to practice that skill and keep up that habit. And eventually, you know, um, that led to me being able to produce good quality videos for the thesis show, which garnered a lot of attention and which ultimately caught the attention of James and Lachlan. And that's how I got the job at Spartech was the first gig that I had with Spartech was making a video for them mm. and making a video for like their, their one sub brand with the promise to make videos for Spartech specifically on like different parts of their manufacturing and, and services. And that's how it all started was simply from having this thing and working at it and practicing it and sharing stuff online and, and it worked out. And now I'm able to integrate it into 
day-to-day work and get paid for it. Now, I'm not, you know, flying my drone for people and making videos outside of that because that's not at this point something that I want to do outside of day-to-day work. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I don't want at least right now to just put in the time and invest the time into building that. I'd rather build something else right. first, which is more of the strange creatures type of a thing like the strange kanga studios with photography and illustration and storytelling and stuff that is the type of thing that i want to focus more of my efforts into and like producing artwork in that realm of things and like building out whatever that world is but even in terms of i got a hair in my mouth or something Mm, fun i think it's like a mustache hair and i keep thinking i get it just got it now but I keep thinking I got it and then I like talk and then I move my tongue and then it comes right back. It was very annoying. Um, but yeah, like back to the, to the, to the skill thing, you know, we, like you said earlier, we learn a specific style of sketching in school and it's, uh, it's particular to the industry. It's different than the way an architect would sketch. You know, like we focus on clean lines and when an architect does their like, floor plan drawing like they're intentionally squiggly lines Mm -hmm. because that's how they're taught and that's the industry standard that was set way back whenever by someone and we've got like we've got a particular look we've got a particular aesthetic there's like the old style of industrial design sketching with um like pastels and chalk and markers and then there's kind of the partial modern style where it's a little bit of analog and a little bit of digital or it's like photoshopped into a sketchbook and then there's just like the pure clean crisp digital stuff that's still conceptual mm-hmm. but then there's like the photorealistic digital stuff but it all follows like the basic principles we learn perspective we apply that skill of learning of knowing how to manipulate things in perspective into drawing shoes cars chairs whatever And I didn't really realize that that could apply to things outside of design stuff until like I've been doing like some, some illustrations for family and friends for Christmas and stuff. Mm. And it's like, take their name or take the first letter of their name. And it was something I saw on Skillshare and it was all done out of flowers. I'm like, I could do something like that. So like you take the first letter of their first name as a capital, find a nice font do like a rough outline of where the letter is and then you fill the space that the letter of the type takes up and you fill it with things that are particular to that person. So for you, it would be probably a Porsche badge, Mm. some gears and stuff, uh, little Lego people, model parts, model glue, bottles of paint, um, beans on toast, stuff like that, right? (laughs) I had beans on toast the other week. The essentials. Fantastic. I haven't had Fantastic. it in a while, actually. Oh, it was good. It was really good. I forgot to tell you. I don't even know if I sent you a picture. I, I still have so. a picture, though, if you want it. Yes, it was good. It was good beans on toast, but not to get distracted. It was, and I like. I had the idea and I thought about it. I'm like, oh, I could do that, I suppose. Um, I've started finding myself more consistently sketching in the same style for work it's been like a year and a bit now of sketching exactly the same way and like developing a proper workflow 
Mm. Whereas for school, it was whatever you needed to, and then it would be consistent for eight months, and then it would stop. Right. It's the summertime. Yeah. Then it would be consistent for eight months, and it would be slightly different. Whereas now, it's as consistent as it ever has been from frequency, but also in terms of style. Like, okay, well, what if I took the way that I draw stuff for work and started doing these drawings and I did like I did one for my mom and dad back for like Mother's and Father's Day and they turned out great so I've done some for my sisters and my grandma and they're turning out great and it's adopting that type of a style and that's kind of something that was discovered by accident that you know I'm sure if I put those up on my website or on an Etsy thing and it was a it was a custom thing I'm using my particular style to draw these specific things we have the advantage to be able to visualize things you don't it's not like you need to set up a still life study and replicate it right you you picture a cookie you can draw something that looks pretty darn close to what a cookie is you think of like some lego bricks and uh, uh one of my sisters i drew a bunch of makeup stuff like makeup brushes and makeup palettes I didn't even bother looking them up. I know that well, one's a rectangle. It's got some circles in it and <laughs> like a brush is going to look like this. And then there's like little hairs coming out of it at the end. And you can kind of just visualize that and put it together. And at the end of the day, you end up with a quite an interesting composition. And you know, if that's an, if that gets put up on Etsy or again, whatever illustration site or even on your own website and you advertise it as a, as a service, one person turns into two, turns into four, turns into eight, turns into 16. And, you know, it may take two or three years for you to get 30 letters drawn for whomever, just because maybe one month you have five and then the other two months you only have one person because mm. no one's got birthdays in February or whatever. That could turn into a thing and it all starts by you taking the the base of your industrial design sketching ability, tweaking it a little bit and putting like a bit of an artistic spin on it and making something interesting with that. I did the same or am doing the same thing with um, like wildlife drawing where, and this has been like uh, almost a year, maybe nine months at this point where like back at the beginning of the year when one of my colleagues at work Anna she asked me for photo prints of some photos I had on my website and um, then we were talking and she asked me and she was like are you like are you artistic outside of work I'm like I am yeah and which is like a just a blanket statement mm -hmm. and then she had asked like well, what what type of art do you do and I couldn't answer it and that just totally fucked me for like a month and mm -hmm. just put me down a dark road to despair and sadness um which is not entirely true but partially true i was like well let's think of i did similar to you i made a list of like shit that i liked and stuff i enjoyed doing and the things that came out on the top were uh, like sci-fi fantasy animals wildlife and like drawing and that was like the most consistent things and like there's like other creative pursuits like like writings on there and making videos but they weren't like at the top and so i gave priority to that and i thought well what if i like 
started practicing drawing like realistic animals or realistic wildlife. And I did, I did try and I put in some effort and, but very quickly in attempting to do that, found myself defaulting back to the style of sketching and building out a form in on like a 3d form on a 2d medium, which is sketching. I just found myself falling back into that default almost automatically. And when I would try and force it otherwise, it was not as successful and it felt more artificial in a way It felt, it did not feel as expressive. And that for me was a moment where like, okay, this is like skill that I've had and a skill that I've been working on building up for six years at this point now, six, six years and three months ish, which is, that's, that's it's crazy weird to think about. Um, you know, it's, why don't I just, why not? Like, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. I know how to draw. Mm-hmm. I know how to sketch. No one says that, oh, if you want to draw animals or wildlife, you need to draw it realistically. There's not, it's not a rule anywhere. Why don't I make it my own? And since then I've been working on um, like trying to develop what that visual language is. And I've got some ideas for kind of some larger format stuff. And I found an artist recently who I don't remember his name. I have it written down in my sketchbook, but the sketchbook's on the floor and it's out of reach mm-hmm. even with my feet. So that'll be, that'll be another time. Um, but it follows a similar style in the sense that it's very expressive and you're constructing things with lines and like you're using lines to build like a volume almost behind the sketch that you can then draw on top of like how we would use construction lines. You know, it may be called something different by some other industry or whatever this guy's coming from like a fine arts background. So we might call them gestures, but it's basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Thought, well, he did it. And he's put on shows and at the Royal Gallery for the last like six years and people come and he's got a process and he's got this going on and that going on. Why don't I just, he did it. It worked. If it worked for him, it can work for me. And that's, that's been very liberating for me personally. Cause I'm like, well, I don't need to just, learn a whole bunch of new things i don't need to to like make myself feel like i do one thing during the day and then a second thing totally different at night it's like like Mm -hmm. batman versus bruce wayne type of a thing where i'm more of a i don't even think it's the same it's not the same stuff but it's simply a a, it's more of an evolution of the skills that i use say on a day-to-day basis, drawing playgrounds for work Mm -hmm. and then applying a slightly different methodology to constructing stuff that is more freeing for me. And at the current point in time, there's no money coming in from it because I haven't pushed it as Mm -hmm. far as I can. I'm like just going steady with it just just to keep the habit and keep that practice going. But I'm not pushing it as something that I want to do mm-hmm. yeah but I can like, yeah and, that, and that's the thing I'll right like it's just turn it up it's taking that tool and just using it in a different context mm-hmm. 
I mean, I know. Just thing, I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like I'm. I have all those ideas, and I want to do lots of things. And I expect, you know, oh, I start doing this, and you know, make money off right away. Because that's that's not the mm-hmm. case. <laughs> That'd be too easy. Then I'd be a little concerned. I'd be like, what, what's going on here? Like, something seems a little a little weird. Um, because it's just like with us naturally trying to get a a design job or something. You got to have a portfolio. Mm-hmm. To show what you can do, what you want to do, show what you have done, right? It's it's not like I would, I can't just be like, you know, put in the description of my, or in the bio of my Instagram account, be like, you know, I'm taking commissions for posters. It's like that might work yeah. to try to get some friends or whatever, but you're hoping strangers look at a few things you've done and be like, yeah, no, I'm going to pay this guy to do something. Yeah, I've never heard of him. I don't know who he is. Yeah. I like, don't care about him. Yeah, it's Let like, why would you spend the money? Yeah, it's like, why would you spend the money? I wouldn't, right? Like, it's not the case. You you see someone once that shows up, you see their work, you're like, that's cool. You go into their profile, you see a bunch of cool shit. Like, all right, let's follow you. And then, like, after a few months of just constantly seeing their shit, you're like, this guy's really cool. He does really cool work. Then you would be willing to be like, hey, let me, like, commission something. Or, like, oh, you know, like, we're looking to get some design work done. I re- he, he looks like he might understand the style. You might yeah. understand the assignment, you know, like this might, this <laughs> might be the right guy. Let's ask him if you'd be interested. Yeah. So I know that's how it works anyways. And it's going to take time. The idea, and this is why I remember what me and Ben were talking about. The idea wouldn't be to like make money right from the start, but it's the idea of like the potential of having secondary income later on as something you work towards yeah. and something that will come in later on to help you delayed gratification yeah and 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 i I know that's how it's got to be you know you got to pick one thing and just like Mm -hmm. like we do when you're talking about schedule and just push it yeah and not just not push in the way of like you start fucking marketing yourself (laughs) right away you're like i'm doing uh paid posters i'm selling prints i'm doing this you know you could buy it on my website all this stuff it's like it's probably not gonna work and it's starting out very bright and very quickly that flame burns down. Yeah. And even though, yeah. And it's like, even though ideally the goal would be, you know, secondary income, using your skills, using creativity to make money to help yourself. You don't want to come off and and, and, and you, you don't want it to be like, well, it's just about the money. Yeah. I need money quick. It's not about that. It's like, I want to do something that I enjoy outside of what I do, what I also enjoy throughout the day for work, something else that I enjoy that gives me a bit more freedom because it's something that I want to do and I'm completely in control of it. And hopefully, because I'm so passionate about it and I love doing it, it will be a little, just a little infectious to someone else who sees it. And that person might want to support me or buy into it. That's the goal, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's the idea of like, that's the gratifying way. I don't want to, you know, I think if you just did something right away and then we're just selling it right away, it would feel a little bit like you're like, am I ripping people off? Am I like just copying and pasting something and selling it? Like, it seems a bit weird that you haven't really earned it. You haven't like feels fabricated. It feels fabricated. Yeah. And that's, that's something that maybe you'll make money short term, but like long term, that won't last. Maybe some people no. out there don't care. I'm sure they are, but for me, and I know you're the same, like y- how can you do that on your own time and stay with it and keep pushing it for potentially years? 
if you don't like love it and you don't respect it and it's not something you want to do it's not something you're passionate about like you mm-hmm. i can't do that i couldn't just like half-ass something for that long and just keep on with it you know not even if i wanted to no there's no i don't sounds see awful any, sounds boring and it, it sounds terrible and i did have a really good idea and i was hoping that was <laughs> my tongue might come back it might come back it likely will but yeah and uh, i need to make a list and i think one of the problems why maybe me trying to think of this stuff before is i haven't been specific enough i thought i was specific by putting like posters <laughs> yeah and then like, i go to sit and be like okay well what posters what style mm-hmm. what are subject matter digital? are they going to be print print digital accommodate like and also who's like your, who's your ideal customer who's your ideal like client yeah and also like that? what's the point like what's the message i want to put across what do i want to show mm-hmm. you know and that stuff you got to be specific or else when you sit down to work on it, you just get stumped because it's too open-ended. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like the, the blank canvas, blank canvas moment or the blank canvas yeah. syndrome, whatever it's called. And there's, and, it, and there's a lot of ideas, right? Like, again, when me and Ben were talking, you know, he had an idea a while back, um, making, um, I think he did it for someone for a couple of fun, like a long time ago where he had a, like a wooden paddle and he painted it. He painted on the paddle in like a cool design. Yeah, and I remember he, him talking about that. Yeah, and I, he he had said like he had thought about doing that on Etsy, but he's like, the problem is, is How like ship it. That, but also you you jump on Etsy and now you have to already compete with people who have like streamlined this and made this process efficient. Mm-hmm. And you can't just jump in right away and be like. Yeah, I'll just like buy a wooden paddle and then sit buy paint, sit down for a fucking week and paint something on it. It's like that's not efficient to make money. If you're already well known, you could take that time and charge a lot for it and and make it worth it. But as someone starting, you're 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 gonna, the value you're gonna get out of it, the value someone's gonna buy it for, like, is a lot less than what you're gonna put into it. So it's like you're trying to compete with something that's already streamlined, which is tough, you know. Which is not just not going to happen. Yeah, and I had said to him like, I, you know, I had th- across my mind of like, you know, people build models for other people, people who will enjoy models but aren't good at building them, and want like a high quality model, or they, there's lots of people that just paint Gundam models for people. Because they, you know, they like building them, but they're not good at painting them, and they want, you know, specific colors or weathered and looking good. And people sell like fully painted, fully built Gundamals for like insane amount of money, right? And yeah, the people who are doing it are good, but I, I had thought about that, you know, like maybe I could get into that. But then I was like, I don't know if I want to get good with my model skills and get into that, like. I don't know if I'm a type of person. I think I'd get too attached to the model. I wouldn't be able to sell it or let it go. Yeah. And also I'm like, I'm doing model making as my job. I do it as my hobby. I don't know if I want to like also, and it's, 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 it's healthy for me because it's different. The job is like architectural models. My hobby is like tanks and Gundam and cars and stuff. It's different enough where it's not, I don't feel like I'm coming home and doing the same shit. But I don't want to take that stuff I do on my own time and then 
add a business element to it because that might ruin it, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, you don't want to. You know, you don't want to burn yourself. I was like, hey, scratch that, and then like, you know, so I was like, okay, maybe like sketches. I'd love to do some like architecture sketches because like that looks kind of cool. Um, mm. you know, I found like there's a guy I follow on, on Twitter, just his little. Uh, there's a reason why I ordered the isometric sketch pad. Um, oh, yeah. sketchbooks is like just these qu- cute little like isometric like architecture sketches yeah. and they look cool i'm like i want to do some of those just for myself anyways but like mm-hmm. if is there a cool isometric style of sketching that's cool but i don't know exactly what the content would be but just that that's style it. seems really enticing like it's because it's mm-hmm. a bit lower barrier to entry because it's not perfectly neat and accurate it's a little bit of freehand quality to it and stuff like that you can be naturally imperfect yeah and so that seems really enticing and i gotta get into that still um because i want to yeah um i'm like okay but you know the one thing i feel like i keep going back to is like digital stuff like posters and and whatnot um and i feel like you know the next step for a career path i would like is like you know, branding and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So why not start with working on something that goes with that? Because naturally you're going to get work to go with that. You're going to work on skills that will be applied to that later on. Yeah, um, like building building out case studies and examples. Yeah, of, and I was oh, thinking it was like... Branding for this, branding yeah. for that. And, I, and and again, it's it's tough sketches to be like, okay, post pictures of sketches. Mm-hmm. for a long time and then hope someone asks to buy it or a print of it yeah um and my whereas like almost no one will yeah i don't but the idea with digital stuff especially right now with how instagram is and how stuff is online it feels a bit more likely in the possibility of like and just the ease of getting that out there to people mm-hmm. you know um digitally especially anyways. if someone's prompted like I don't think if, if anyone's, if someone's not prompted to buy something or m- maybe doesn't even realize something's for sale, they probably won't ask. They probably won't. But then good point, the yeah. moment you say like, like prices in whatever, or visit my website to purchase, even if it's a digital download of the file and they go ahead and decide to print it wherever. Yeah. It's like. 15 20 bucks for you like the poster behind me the map is a digital download i didn't buy the physical print yeah you buy the you buy a pdf and then you take it to wherever you can get it printed get on whatever it printed, right. stock of paper you want and that's a great way to just and again that's an etsy shop but now the company does like sells wholesale to places that will go ahead and print their own copies of stuff and store them right. in house. Like, you know, great. And with the digital thing, your shipping and handling is zero. Exactly. That's why I think there's a lot more it possibility when it comes to that stuff. Like, a, yeah. Hmm. The only thing for me when it comes to the post, I think it's the reason why I haven't really pushed it as much as I could have. It's like, you know, there's a lot of people I follow where you go to their page, people just do posters and they don't have like a single um, subject matter. Right. 
it's it'll be a cohesive you know style yeah whether it's like yeah whether it's you know someone uses the same type of font or the same kind of color palette the same little graphic symbols the same layout um or a there's a there's a there's the same th- similar theme amongst the contact the subject matter like this one guy who takes like old like oil painting you know yeah pictures and adds like some bright colored like modern looking graphics over top and then the font he always uses like a almost illegible like cursive script kind of font that's also sharp and edgy like it's cool and all of his stuff looks like that. The layout change, the colors change, the graphic elements change, the words change, blah, blah, blah. But that stuff stays the same. There's others that are like completely random. It just looks like they go to Unsplash, pick an image, and like, that's cool. <laughs> Think of a word to go with it, do it. Which, you know, I've done that. That's that's cool yeah. too. But for me, I feel like the reason why I haven't pushed or been attached to it is I haven't had that like subject matter. You haven't had that the feeling of like oh that is the like something to work towards, right? Because I've just like sat down and basically done what I just said. Where I go to the wall, I'm like, what cool phrase that me or Dylan said and wrote down sometime? (laughs) Can I like use like oh that sounds cool? Let me think of an image that kind of meshes with that phrase or word in a way that means something to me, you know? And then Mm -hmm. I go find that image and then I put the two together and play around with colors and all that shit. Um, and that's fun. I feel like that'd be a good break every now and then, but it's like, it's not necessarily cohesive. And again, yeah, I like that because I don't care about my Instagram account being fucking cohesive and the fact that everything has to look the same. It's like follow the grid. Man. It's it's me. It's. I'm expressing myself and I change and my interests change and my styles change. Yeah. And I want to express that. I'm still experimenting of what yeah. I want to do and what I want it to look like. Um, but since I've been thinking about this whole idea that we're talking about, um, my head has landed on trying to just focus on team time travel. Yeah, that's a good idea, I think. Um, Because in my head, at least, the Venn diagram of, like, everything I'm thinking about, team time travel is kind of in the middle. Like, it fits. Because I'm like, okay, it's, like, graphic, poster, digital stuff, but there's a cohesive subject matter. There's a reason. There's a why of what I'm doing these digital stuff for right there. Mm -hmm. And it's also the more shit I do for it, the more free stuff I have to throw into a brand identity layout or, or a project for a portfolio or a website or whatever. Um, and I was thinking, I was like, I do have the team time travel Instagram, but I'm like, I kind of want on my personal Instagram at first. Yeah. But if I want people to know it's me. It. I want, I wanted to be on my account with all my other stuff. And I like the idea of posting stuff and be like, you know, messing around with page layouts mm-hmm. for this or messing around with layo- uh, logo layouts or something or like t-shirt graphic ideas or something. Yeah. Um, the idea of like sharing yeah. a screenshot of what my illustrator 
looks like of like an in process graphic <laughs> for for strange for the strange kanga yeah feels very aspirational and i don't yeah. even have instagram on my phone right now right i think nice. i'm going back on i think yeah I think so. but i like that it'd be crazy people i think that that actually would be crazy because you've got the white illustrator and that is mental. Yeah, I do. People are gonna be like, "What? What, what the? the fuck what is, is this that? program? Is this Microsoft?" Each Paint? time, each time I share my screen, I've got Photoshop <laughs> white now too. Oh And it's my. not white; it's the light gray. Right. You okay. Can, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can go pure white, but I don't. I don't like that because right. there's bit much. too much contrast. The only thing I don't is Premiere because I, I just can't do Premiere. I, yeah. It's, it's also, I think it's better to have the darker gray background, especially mm. with a moving picture. Probably just a good point, yeah. But each time I share like my screen, whether it's like Illustrator, Photoshop, even InDesign right. at work, to like explain something or like ask someone how to do something. And uh, they're like, why is it like so bright? I just <laughs> what changed the fuck it. is this? Like, how did you change it? File, edit, preferences, display <laughs> style. <laughs> it's right. It's right there. <laughs> That's funny. And I only changed it because I saw Draplin change it in a Skillshare video. Right. And then I'm like, I'm going to do what Draplin I'm going to do what he now does. now it's stuck. And now it's stuck. Yeah. I just, you know. So team time travel is what, you're, what you've landed on. What? That's what I'm thinking. You know, like, there's still part of me, though, that's like, well, if I was to like go really far down the line, be like, well, how would that possibly become a secondary income? Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm going to sell t-shirts. It's like, this is an exciting way for me to practice hone and experiment with my skills. Mm-hmm. The point is not. For and me. by doing that more, I just have more shit to show. So then there's more opportunity for people to ask me to pay me to do stuff. Yes. That's the idea. Um, and the difference of doing that to just doing random posters and doing a lot of them is to me that gets boring and it's hard to hold myself accountable to do that because hmm. I have to sit down and be like, fucking pick a word on the wall in an image and try it out. That might be good as for breaks. And I still want to do that. But the idea for me, like I'm working towards a goal, mm-hmm. you know, I think what I need to do is I talk so much about, you know, I see other people working on stuff. I'm like, I really like how that guy laid out, you know, this website homepage or this um, lookbook, this portfolio, this project. I really like how they've used these fonts, these colors, these graphic elements, like the whole vibe and tone. It makes you feel like I really like that. And I, I take little pieces and in my head, I'm like, how would this go together? You know, I do little sketches, write down the field notes, like how would this stuff go together? I want the combination between all this shit. Yeah. Um, but what I need to do is show that. Yeah. Visually. Mm-hmm. And not be like, oh, I don't want to show it because it's just practice and it's not fully fleshed out yet. And just fuck it and just show it. If anything, it's the best thing to show because that shows exactly. how you think. That's like, exactly exactly and the process how you stand in school of like yeah it's okay to show process work in a portfolio if anything it's a good thing it's almost essential to because that's why someone's gonna hire you yeah anyone can make a pretty rendering anyone can do this but it's how you think and 
why you do things the way that you do, which is why you people like people get hired for specific jobs. Yeah. And I think like on the whole, and like I've, I've got a, a, like a, a, a similar thing with the whole reason that I do and continue to just explore and iterate with the strange Kanga stuff. And I haven't settled on any one thing yet is, and it's not like, it's not just the kangaroo graphic. There's, there can be more to it than that. And there is more to it. Cause it's not, it's not just about that one little symbol. It's about, it's about a whole bunch of stuff, whether it's travel storytelling or, you know, taking things that are real and like slightly tweaking them so that they're slightly more interesting or slightly more strange. Someone that someone, something that someone maybe hasn't seen before. But using that as a as a visual storytelling medium and just it's if I wanted to be portrayed as a brand, this is how I would want to be portrayed. And if I have full creative control, which I do, over what the stuff would look like. And it's not just stuff for the sake of stuff. It's like there's a reason why I've only made one style of shirt so far and the other one is taking so long is because i'm trying to be methodical and think it through and think yeah. it through well and when that one comes out that one comes out and but but there's still more ideas than just that it's like i want to make a coffee mug like a nice thick chunky ceramic diner style mug mm. with like the round curves at the bottom and it flares out <laughs> and it's like got weight so that when you put it on the counter it makes a thud and have like a Kangasaur thing printed on it. Or not even just printed, but like glazed into it. Well, that's not just a thing that you can do on Vistaprint and say like, give me a mug, because then it looks the same as every other mug. And yeah. eventually it falls and it breaks and it's just right. dwarf. You don't, you don't care about it. Like, it's the reason why I'll go through H&M shirts every two or three years and I still keep like, hoodies or sweaters that I've spent more money on or have been given to me is because there's more thought that goes into it. There's more thought that goes into say like the daily talk show hoodie. That's like three and a bit years old now versus, you know, the, the gray t-shirt from H and M that I got over the summer that I'll mm. throw out in two years when it starts to get too thin. There's no thought to that. It's just, it's fabric color and some holes and then I'm going to wear it for a bit and then I'm not going to wear it. I'm wearing it out of necessity because I don't have enough of my own cool clothes that I've made to have my own, if, call it a uniform, to wear every single day of the year. <laughs> Maybe next summer I will. Maybe I'll make t-shirts and just wear those all summer. Yeah. Have like some gray ones and some black ones and a white one to wear on weekends. And there's just a little Kangasaur thing in the front and then stay strange written on the back. I don't know. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Write down. that down but and like this this like the, the whole topic that we've talked about today is something that i that i feel quite passionate about because like i've been fortunate that i've been able to do some of it to an extent with like a bit of freelance work here and there and but it's not stuff that i've like gone out searching for it's stuff that's just been like not handed to me but people have said 
but it's all through people I know. No one out yeah. of the blue has come and said, oh, we would like you to do this. Uh, can you help? And like, I don't know the person. It's someone I know has contacted me and said, I've got a friend. Can you help them out? Yeah. Yeah, sure. And then we get put together. So there's a common point of reference. Um, you know, I'm sure the day will happen where someone I don't know reaches out. Yeah. Um, but until then, it's it's all organic. But I think like, and the reason I am so passionate about it is because like I think Draplin is got a weird thing on my screen. I think Draplin is like one of the best examples of this. That him, Chris Doe. Um, Ash Thorpe, where, but like specifically to, to Draplin, because like read his book and listened to a whole bunch of stuff on him that, you know, he works a day job, works like a nine to five and makes, he's quoted it somewhere, but say he makes like $80,000 working at this design job, the cat's mm -hmm. going to come. So I need to protect the laptop so he doesn't stop the <laughs> recording. Um, you know, he makes like 80,000, Jesus, dude, $80,000 working such and such design job. And, you know, it's a good job. He enjoys it. It makes decent money. And, but then he comes home and does his own graphic stuff for his friends or his buddies. or And then eventually like someone reaches out and starts paying him to do it. And in a year, he makes more doing freelance stuff than he did with his regular full-time job. Mm -hmm you know, that's paying him a salary. And then when he goes out and goes fully on his own and like triples what his salary was and makes like high 200 thousands mm -hmm. just doing design stuff because people are coming to him and giving him jobs. Then someone comes to him and says, I think <clears throat> this is like 2010, 11-ish, and said, we want to hire you to work at this company. And it's like, it's, Fridays are business casual, so you can wear jeans on Friday. And, uh, you know, that we can give you this salary and these benefits. And the salary that they give him is like a third of what he already has. Yeah. And he gets to work out of his garage studio and wear sweatpants all day. Yeah. Not gonna, no, no one's going to trade that to go make less money in more politics. Yeah. No one. And not no be the one. boss. And not be the boss. But... Draplin's also an interesting character where he is very good at the business side of things in terms of, you know, a client comes to him and him executing that vision. But another thing that he's probably most popular for is the merch is like, he's made a stupid amount of stuff. It's like, it's over, I think on his website right now, it's like over 300 different items and products and stuff. And it's all stuff that he's taken and some of it has just been like stuff off of the four imprints or Vistaprint, like you know, keychains and stuff, or like a coin purse. Mm -hmm. And he's just put himself into that. And people resonate with it, and people like it, and people buy it. Like you might make a team time travel. Um, I don't know. What's something uh, that team time travel could make? Maybe it's maybe it's a keychain. We'll call it a keychain. Um, but you do it in a specific Pin. way that makes it attractive and makes it unique and makes it bespoke. And you know, people start to resonate with it. And then before you know it, like 
40 bucks is coming in each month because yeah four people four people bought a keychain yeah and then you start making other stuff and ow son of a bitch you start doing more of that and eventually it turns into something yeah. and you see that yeah <laughs> just like hit the and and that's the goal right like i i feel like yeah by doing the digital stuff and just putting a shit ton of stuff of your stuff out there it's like what they say you know luck is when preparation meets opportunity mm-hmm. and that's what that is right the preparation the luck being you making money off of like doing something that you enjoy like your own thing is preparing it is doing a lot of it for free for yourself yeah yeah and then one day some opportunity will come and then will. you need all that work that you did in order to meet that opportunity you do and then it works so yeah th- that's and that's, that's the thing the it's like you've got to have something to show otherwise yeah otherwise like no what are gonna people going to buy what are people going to buy into why do people care like mm-hmm. yeah I'm really glad you brought that up. I think it's a really, I think it's a really exciting thing. And I think it's a really like valuable thing to think Mm -hmm. about. And like, I've been, it's kind of serendipitous and it's kind of like a simulation moment because I've been thinking about some similar stuff over the last Mm -hmm. week of, you know, okay, start work at six and finish work at like two, two 30. And I've got say like, two and a half hours until justine gets home and even when justine gets home it's it's not like she demands 112 percent of my attention all the time mm-hmm. like sometimes she just wants to be left alone I'm like, okay that's fine what am i going to do for the five hours after five o'clock in the evening before going to bed certainly not going to sit and watch netflix mm. and right now it's working other jobs and i am happy to do that yeah but eventually there will come a time where it's okay, now I'm going to stop this job so that I can focus on this thing. And it may take two, three years to make 10 bucks, but it's build a good foundation for something. Mm -hmm. And then you spend the time at it and it's proper and it means something. Yeah. And you never know where it goes. What can happen. Exactly. You never know. You never know. know. And that's the really exciting part. Yeah. We can do you do strange creatures and I do Team Dodgeball and then we can collab. Yeah, exactly. There's strange you gotta creatures. Long, you got to make a long sleeve shirt now. Yeah, yeah, I do. I got some. Which I would be dope. It doesn't. It doesn't even have to be complex. That's the best part. Mm-hmm. I want the cat to like meow into the microphone, but I don't think he will. <laughs> Stop biting me, please. Yeah, sound bite. Yeah, <laughs> I think what we do is we take this take this episode and then split it in half for mm-hmm. for Monday and Friday because like it's it. the longest one we've done in a while. Yeah, it's good. Feels good. It. Feels like I just like did a big stretch. Yeah, in my brain, it was it was good to like you know talking to Ben and all the people and Sean at work and stuff, or just in my own head talking to Is. But I feel like I need to talk to you about it. You know, on here, yeah, get it I out. I dig that. So I've got, I've got some ideas too of like stuff to just, and this, this, this won't be for today. I'll save this for another podcast, but of 
it was like reflecting back on when I felt like I did the most, which mm-hmm. was 2019 mm-hmm. and like what led up to that and what made that work and how can I replicate a similar type of effect again in my current life, mm. not go and live on a floor in Australia for four months, but how can, how can I doing what I do day to day manifest something of that effect of that magnitude mm-hmm. and i've got some ideas that i'm playing around with but it cool. but it also there has to be a benefit for me it's not just yeah i'm gonna try and do this thing but like i've got to get something out of it but 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 you're gonna break something <laughs> okay i need to get them off the desk and then we'll wrap this lengthy episode up oh but yeah that'll be for that'll be the next podcast hell yeah but yeah very exciting uh, so if you've stuck around to, I guess this half will be part two, uh, we'll split it somewhere. Um, then, uh, send us an email to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com or hi at bigdesigncompany.com. We also have a website, www.bigdesigncompany.com that you can go to. And Zach and I have our own websites. Mine is dylantorville.com and Zach's is zachwatson.com. Clean. Never plugged our own our own our yeah, own website. I don't think so. Other than maybe just us talking about them, but yeah, yeah. Other, other yeah. than us talking about their existence, but I feel yeah. like we should. And uh, yeah, so uh, good old Zach Watson. Yes, sir. What is our Instagram? The process underscore underscore podcast. Nice, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, if you enjoyed it, reach out to us on the email. Send us a message. Uh, And with that, we will see you on Monday. Peace. The process.